Hello there. My name is Shirley Fisher, and I'm an illustrator, creative business owner, and mom of two. I've been slowly growing from a part-time creator to a full-time working artist since 2016, so I know the joy and struggle of working for yourself and how mindset can impact your growth. It's here where we dig deep through vulnerable chats about running a creative business and uprooting our limiting beliefs. My hope is that you walk away from these conversations feeling empowered with a greater sense of clarity and community. So find a cozy spot, open up your heart, and prepare to be encouraged. Welcome to the Tillage Podcast. I couldn't be more excited to invite you to a free workshop that I'm hosting called Get Out of Your Own Way Bootcamp, happening on July 19th through the 21st. We will be meeting on Zoom every morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for an hour to go over ways that we get in our own way and tools and strategies to tell ourselves to move on over. Topics will include tips for perfectionism when it comes to art making, owning your worth when it comes to pricing, ways to move past imposter syndrome and playing bigger. This is a boot camp, so expect some worksheets for you to get the work done. Sign up today and also join in on the Facebook community just for this event. To sign up, find the link in the description below or head on over to today's show notes on the tillagepodcast.com. Well, welcome back to the Tillage Podcast. As always, I'm so thrilled you're here listening to this show and honestly so honored that you are spending your morning with me or your afternoon wherever you are in the world listening to this episode. And I wanted to start off this episode by just sharing a really exciting announcement with you. And that is that this show is in the top 100 shows on Apple Podcasts in the United States in the category of design. And I just have to say thank you because I just never anticipated that this show would reach such heights and honestly, the short amount of time that this has been airing. And I'm kind of embarrassed to say this isn't something I was really keeping track of. My dad, who listens to the Tillage podcast quite frequently and really loves it and values all the guests that have come on here and speak. And he's not an artist per se, but he's a very creative person and is very much as interested in personal development as I am. And he actually is the one who told me, surely I I'm pretty sure that your podcast is in the top 100 in the category of design. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so I went and looked and sure enough, it was. So once again, thank you so much for being a part of this journey and for sharing your hearts with me through email messages, Instagram direct messages, writing reviews, sharing about the show. It's really honestly overwhelming how much I have felt so much support in this journey. And I will be the first to tell you that if you're ever interested in making a podcast, do it, first of all. But it is a lot of work. And so in the moments that I have felt like, oh my goodness, can I come out with another episode this week? I just have you guys to thank for cheering me on and just being a part of this journey. So Thank you. And that actually leads into what we're going to be talking about today, which is accountability. And if you're a creative entrepreneur, which you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, you know how difficult it is to keep yourself accountable for the goals and the things that you have to do during your day. 
This is a relatively new role for me. I have been doing my creative business full-time since January of 2021, and I've learned quite a bit along the way about myself, and one of the things I have quickly learned about myself and I've been trying to get better about is keeping myself accountable. And it is truly difficult to keep yourself accountable when you don't have a boss. And there are a lot of things that come in your way to accomplish things. We've already talked about many on the podcast, including procrastination. And I have found when I have really leaned into the tool of accountability, I have been able to get so much more done and so much more support in the things that I am trying to accomplish. So we're going to talk about accountability and the ways that you can find it and ways that accountability can get derailed and how you can set accountability up for the most success. So these are ways that I personally have introduced accountability in my own life that have been effective. And I'll also share ways that we implement accountability within my membership, The Tillage Village. And you'll probably hear me be talking about The Tillage Village quite frequently in the next couple of weeks because I'm so excited to announce that the doors are opening again on July 24th. And I'm just going to be giving a lot of information just to tell you what it is you can expect there and why the Tillage Village might be the perfect spot for you. So we're just going to jump in here and talk about why in the world is accountability so important. And we're going to get a little science-based for a second. And I read that there was a study done from the American Society of Training and Development that they found that you have a 65% chance of completing a goal when you commit to someone. And you'll increase your chances of success by 95% if you have an accountability appointment with someone you have committed to. So already we know that there have been studies done and that there is scientific proof that just committing to someone that you are going to do something and then meeting up with them has an increased success rate of 95%. So if you're alone doing this creative entrepreneur thing, I'm going to highly recommend that you find somebody or find ways that you can implement accountability in your life. Because as I have mentioned so many times on the podcast, This road is difficult, and it is a lot easier to travel alongside somebody else. So I'm going to share five ways that I have used accountability in my own life as a creative entrepreneur, and some have been more effective than others, but all of them at some level have increased my productivity and helped me reach goals in my life. And so the first one I'm going to talk about is something simple. And I just did this in June, actually. If you were a part of hashtag just do it June, it was so much fun. And it was a great way for me to have accountability. So I don't have any special wording for this type of accountability because I've kind of just made it up. But it's simply stating something on social media or on your newsletter that you are going to be doing and then also asking others along to join. This could be doing a 30-day art project. This could be doing something silly like I did of hashtag just do it June of accomplishing tasks and goals that I had been procrastinating on. There are so many different ways that you could implement this in your life, but it was so crazy the amount of things that I accomplished during hashtag just do it June because I knew in my head 
oh my goodness, I'll be letting others down in this community if I don't also show the things I'm working on. So there was this level of accountability of showing up because I wanted to make sure my enthusiasm for what we were doing was there and that I was actually doing what I set out to do. And this also works if you have a product in mind that you want to be producing and you've been like dragging your feet on because it seems scary or it's a collection you've been working on. Just simply inviting others on that journey and telling them, hey, I'm going to be making notepads and you haven't even started the process yet can light a fire under you to actually get the work done. This happened with my new notepads I created. I cannot tell you how long I have wanted to make notepads to add to my stationary line. I found a list actually on my Google Drive of all these products I wanted to create, and I think it was 2021, and notepads, surprise, surprise, were on the list, and I hadn't gotten them done until this year. And I stated to Instagram, hey, I'm thinking of doing notepads. Which ones do you like? Do you like the lined or the blank? And there was enthusiasm around these notepads. And so it gave me the extra push to be like, okay, I can do this. I've announced it that I am going to do it. So now I have to do it. So using social media or your newsletter can be some accountability. Now, it's not as effective as other types of accountability we're going to talk about, but it's a great, easy thing to do if you just need a little extra oomph in your step to kind of get things out into the world. The second type of accountability that I'm going to talk about are co-working sessions. And I absolutely love co-working sessions. It is incredible what happens when you meet with someone and you're not even working on the same thing. You're just working simultaneously together and how effective this is. So let me just back up and state, if you don't know what a co-working session is, the way that I have done them in the past and also how we do them in the Tillage Village is simply meeting with others on Zoom and stating very quickly what you're going to be working on for the next, you know, hour to two hours. And everybody turns on mute. You can turn on your camera or leave it off, and you just work. And it just sounds so silly that this would actually work, but it does. I cannot tell you how crazy it is knowing that all these little faces are staring at me, or maybe their cameras are off. Either way, I know that they're there, and I have to stay in my chair and get the work done. There's this level of accountability there that I am not getting up out of my seat to go get another cup of coffee or changing over the laundry. I know that this is dedicated time with my community that I am setting out to do what I need to do because at the end of our co-working session, I need to be able to tell them that I accomplished what I needed to do. And so it sounds crazy, but it's so effective. And here is an article that I found to explain what is going on during this process that makes it effective. So this is an excerpt from an article by Corrine Preston, and it states, According to the social psychologist Floyd Alport, the presence of other people can boost your performance. The social facilitation effect showed that a group of people working individually at the same table performed better on a range of tasks, even though those people weren't necessarily cooperating or competing on the same projects. This concept can be seen in virtual co-working sessions. The energy of the other participants can act as a substitute for being a part of a team. 
This concept might be particularly helpful for those with ADHD as well, commonly referred to as body doubling. Working alongside others helps to provide focus and ease to an anxious mind. So there you have it. (laughs) It's effective. It is something that is proven to work. And it's so easy. If you don't have a community that does this regularly, why not just reach out to a friend and ask if they can do a co-working session with you? I've done this often, and I have met with friends when I need to draw something that I'm putting off or I have a big project I need to do. I'll just ask them, hey, do you want to co-work with me? And chances are they're in the same boat floundering, and they say, yes, please, I need to do a co-working session with you. So it's a great way to get things done. And because most of us don't have a team, it really does feel like you kind of have a team working together on this project that you're trying to accomplish. So the third way of accountability I have done is having a one-on-one partner. So this is slightly different than having a co-working session, and it's being really intentional with specifically one person in mind, and you continually meet every single week or every other week, and you are meeting together to talk about your goals and what you've done to accomplish them. So it's not a co-working session, but it's kind of like a one-on-one check-in meeting where you can have accountability with somebody to check in with. And I'm currently doing this with someone, and we meet up, and we have goals that we're setting, and we just talk about them. And we talk about what were the things that got in the way, and what are things that they're going to be doing in the future, or If we didn't get what we wanted accomplished, we explain why and just kind of decompress of all the things that got in the way or made it difficult. So having one person in your life that really understands your business and is trustworthy to you can be a really powerful tool in your creative entrepreneurial journey. We'll be back after this short break. We talk about community all the time on the Tillage Podcast, and it's something that I believe is essential for growing your business and working on your self-development. If you're in need of community and you want to continue working on your mindset, then my membership, The Tillage Village, is the place for you. In The Tillage Village, you will find accountability and community, workshops to help with your mindset, and be guided to be intentional in your business with workbooks and journal prompts. Enrollment will open up on July 24th, and being on the wait list will ensure that you are notified when the Tillage Village opens its doors. Head on over to thetillagepodcast.com slash thetillagevillage to join the wait list today, or find the link in the description below. Now, back to the show. The fourth thing I have done, and I've talked about very often, is I have had a life coach for over five years now, and we've met consistently, sometimes more inconsistently, depending on the season of life I'm in, but essentially I have meetings with her, and it's a mix of accountability, but more guidance and somebody who's asking prompting questions for you to find the results on your own by like verbally processing. And so I can remember really specific times that I had huge breakthroughs with my life coach on specifically like taking a big leap of faith in my business journey by like getting my studio space or hiring somebody or investing money in a course or something that I was really hesitant about, but I knew could be really good for my journey. So she's been there to help 
me get to the core of like what's going on inside that is causing resistance and how we can work through those together. There's a lot of times where I'm just closing my eyes and really thinking through like the questions she's asking and like having a really good gut check. Also, from the very beginning of our sessions together, it was just putting in practical, important things in my life to create structure and rhythm and routine. And so that was like making menus for our grocery list and sticking to Sundays as my day where I plan out my week. Things that seem like a no-brainer, it was really important to have someone alongside of me to have accountability to make sure those things were getting done. Now, this option is more pricey, but I really think that the value is there. And one of the things I have continuously learned in my life is when I invest in myself, especially at some monetary level, I am way more likely to show up and do the work because I've invested money into what I'm doing and therefore I need to show up and get it done. So like I said, this is a financial investment, but I definitely think it's worth considering if you feel really, really stuck or just want to have somebody who's a professional coming alongside of you. The last one I'm going to mention is being a part of a mastermind or a community, whether it's online or in your town or city, having a group of like-minded entrepreneurs that are at the same caliber as you, who are trying out the same things as you, is a great way to not only get feedback on things you're working on, but also learn from other people's mistakes and trials and errors. So I was a part of a mastermind last year with Stacey Bloomfield, and it was absolutely life-changing for me to be around like-minded women who are moving at the same pace as me and that I could ask lots of questions that could have taken me a lot more time to research on my own and learn from others who had already implemented something and tell me what worked, what didn't, and so forth. So having a mastermind or community is a great place to do that. So now that I've walked through five different ways that you can implement accountability in your life, let's talk about what derails accountability. And I will say, not all of my accountability experiences have been great. In fact, a lot of them that have derailed are often due to these circumstances that I'm going to talk about. So the first thing that derails accountability is simply having shame for not completing your tasks. When this happens, you don't want to meet with the person. You feel super embarrassed. You feel like you should just take a step back because you're just failing and you're wasting somebody's time. I mean, I felt all of these things. That is one of the best ways to basically shut down any accountability is shame. The second one is not being intentional to lock in a time to meet. We all know the game of going back and forth on email or text message of like, when can you meet? Oh, I can't meet here. Can you meet here? No. And it just becomes this prolonged time where you're trying to find a place and time to meet and then you just never do. Or it just feels like you're failing from the starting line. So this is just another way that I have found accountability get derailed is just not having that intentionality to find a time to meet with somebody. This kind of leads into the same topic, which is lack of consistency. So once you finally pick a time to meet with somebody and you're not consistent with what that schedule is, it is so much harder to continue to meet. 
And lastly, another way I have seen accountability not go well in my own life is me simply giving up because I'm not seeing the progress I wanted to see or the progress I am unwilling to see. And I want to say that because sometimes we are really not willing to look at what we have accomplished. I think sometimes we just are looking at this end goal and we forget to see all the things we've done along the way. And so when I've had times of discouragement and I'm just like, oh, this is so dumb. I'm meeting with this person and I keep failing to do the things I want to do. I just I just think that this isn't working. And so I'm not going to put in the time or effort anymore. So we're going to talk through what can you do if you are experiencing these things currently, if you're trying accountability or what you can do in the future. So here are ways that you can make accountability more successful. If you're meeting with someone, meet at the same time every single time and on the same day if possible. I find that if you have that rhythm in place and you know every Tuesday at 3 p.m. I'm going to meet this person, it's just going to be locked into your brain and it's just going to become a rhythm. I'll also say if you can at all avoid canceling or rescheduling, do so. The times that I have rescheduled with somebody, it starts this feeling of like, oh, this doesn't have value or I didn't keep this promise to meet. And then it just, I don't know how to explain it. It just starts to wash over the whole experience because now it doesn't feel as serious. So if you can avoid rescheduling, that would be key. Along those lines, picking someone that you're going to meet with or a group of people is trust. So establishing that trust is very important for success. Knowing that a person is going to give you feedback when you need it, boost you up when you need it, isn't going to share with anyone what you've shared and have that confidentiality is key. And this is going to take time. So you aren't just going to trust someone right off the bat, but I believe that this can truly grow. And one way to just establish it is to say it out loud, right? When you meet with somebody and just state the values that you have for the time together that you have. So saying, hey, like, I really want to make sure that everything we discuss in our times together, we just don't share with anybody. And this is how I'm going to ask for feedback when I need it. And I'd really appreciate you giving me feedback in this format. Like the more you can openly communicate what your expectations are, the better. The third way that you can have more success with accountability is having straightforward goals that are attainable. And here's what I mean by attainable. Try to find a way to measure your results. So just saying that you want to pitch doesn't really give a lot of structure to open the door to accountability because it just seems open-ended. So saying, I want to pitch. Well, how many companies do you want to pitch every week? That's going to be way easier for somebody to hold you accountable to that number versus just saying, I want to pitch. So try to find a way to measure your results and pick goals that are super straightforward. And when I say attainable, I mean your goals for that week better fit on a post-it note in regular-sized handwriting because... I know myself, and if I have a list a mile long of things I need to accomplish, they are just not going to be attainable. So try to fit your list on a post-it note for that week and make sure that you're making a way to measure your results. The last two are setting up actual deadlines and checking in about them. I am the worst at this. 
it is like pulling teeth for me to actually set a deadline for something. Because once you set a deadline, it means you have to get it done, especially if you have an accountability partner. And I would much rather float along going, I know it's going to get done this month, but I don't exactly know when. When I have a deadline, that is the key to making sure something's going to get done, especially with an accountability partner. So if you can lock in an actual deadline, you're going to have way more success in meeting it. And the last thing is setting up a reward at the end of a completed task. What are you going to do to celebrate? How are you and your accountability partner or your community going to celebrate once you've completed this task? I think this often gets overlooked, and it's something that I am constantly needing to work on is really celebrating myself for the things that I have done versus just running to the next thing to start working on. So if you can take some time when you make your goal have a reward already set up at the end with that deadline so you know exactly how you're going to celebrate and when you're going to celebrate. So I hope that these are helpful for you. And if you're thinking, wow, like this sounds great, but uh, I don't really have a community. I don't really know any other artists. I don't really know what this would look like. I am just going to take a moment and share about the Tillage Village, my membership, because I am so excited for the impact that this community has made on the members in our group. And I want to share how we do accountability in the Tillage Village. So like I mentioned already, it's opening up again for enrollment on July 24th. And the three key pillars of the Tillage Village membership from the very moment I started it are community, intentionality, and accountability. And accountability has made its way into our group in lots of different formats. And it started out one way from the beginning of our time together, and we have really refined it as a group. And so one of the things that has been implemented into the Tillage Village is having a spotter. And let me explain what this means. So I came up with this idea of this word spotter, and I am not somebody that really works out on weights at all. But I do know from my husband and other people who work out that they have a spotter when they're lifting weights. And so I loved this idea of having somebody who can watch you while you quote unquote lift weights in your entrepreneurial journey, and they can tell you, oop, that's too much, put it down, you're carrying too much, or they can just be there to work out with you. So this idea of a spotter was implemented, and what that means is in the Tillage Village, I pair off people who would like to be in an accountability partnership on -on one-on-one, and then we meet for three months, and then we switch for the last three months of that six-month period. So just for clarity, the Tillage Village is a six-month commitment. And so those two chunks of time, three months and three months, you will meet with someone different in a format that works for both of you, implementing the things I just shared with consistency and making your goals attainable and measurable. And it's just an extra level of support to have in the Tillage Village community with somebody one-on-one. Another way that we have accountability in the Tillage Village is through co-working sessions. So we have several co-working sessions every single month where you can come on and do exactly what I described, where you show up, tell everyone what you're going to be working on, turn off your mic, and just get to work. A new way we've just implemented for an extra layer of accountability is something that we call purposeful planning. And so the first day of the month, if it lands on a weekday, 
we meet and we literally use 45 minutes of that time to plan out our next month, what our goals are, what our deadlines are. And it's essentially a co-working session, but with a sole purpose to use that time to plan. And then at the end, we do breakout sessions for 45 minutes where those in the group can share what they're working on and what their goals are, just so that everyone can kind of have an idea of what people are working on in the group and how we can best support each other. So purposeful planning is another way that we're doing accountability, and I'm really excited to see what will happen with it because it's very brand new. And what's been so cool is because the Tillage Village is so new, this is the first cohort, my founding members who've joined, and they've helped really shape what they want from the Tillage Village, what will be effective, and we're just trying things out together. And we're just seeing if this is going to help us move the needle better in our businesses. And overall, I'll just mention that the Tillage Village is on a platform called Mighty Networks. And Mighty Networks is a wonderful online community platform where it's somewhat like Facebook, but not really. You can post things. You can have direct messages with people. You can get polls and feedback. And so all in all, just being in this space on Mighty Networks has allowed people to show up, celebrate with each other, share what they're working on, get feedback. I mean, we have have people from all different types of backgrounds, from quilt pattern makers to illustrators, surface pattern designers. And it's just so fun to see what everyone else is working on. And chances are you will have someone in the group that has some sort of nugget of information to give you if you are asking a question to the group. So it's a wonderful space for not only business support, but accountability. And if you're at all interested, I'm really going to encourage you to join the waitlist, which you can find on the tillagepodcast.com slash the tillage village. And also, I'm going to invite you again to come to the Get Out of Your Own Way boot camp. So you've heard this on the ad. Maybe you just tuned out because you're like, oh, this is an ad, whatever. But I'm going to be very persistent and ask you to come join this Get Out of Your Own Way boot camp. This is a free three-day-long workshop an hour every single day, and we are going to be focusing in on what ways we as artists and creatives hold ourselves back and what tools and strategies we can start to implement to really allow ourselves to blossom and grow into the artists we truly want to be and not be held back by ourselves anymore. And it's it's just going to be packed with information. I have workbooks for you. We have homework. We have homework prizes. We have a Facebook group. And also anyone who attends the Get Out of Your Own Way Bootcamp will be entered to win a membership for six months for free in the Tillage Village. So there's a lot of powerful stuff happening in this workshop. I definitely don't want you to miss out on it. It's going to be awesome. You'll meet people, whether or not you decide to join the Tillage Village here in this Facebook group. And I just hope that it's super empowering and life-changing for you. And I just want to say my heartbeat behind everything I do on the Tillage podcast is to make you feel less alone and empowered in your journey. And so I hope today you were able to take some of this information and really see the power of accountability, how you can implement that and how you can implement it successfully. So a challenge for you today is go out and find somebody, tell them you want accountability, and get going, because I promise you, you're going to be so thrilled with the results. Here are the key takeaways from today's episode. Committing to someone and having an accountability appointment increases the chances of goal completion by 95%. 
Ways to implement accountability include sharing goals on social media or newsletters, participating in co-working sessions, having a one-on-one accountability partner, working with a life coach, and being a part of a mastermind or intentional community. Accountability can be derailed by shame, lack of intentionality, consistency, and not seeing desired progress. To make accountability more successful, set consistent meeting times, establish trust with accountability partners, set attainable and measurable goals, set deadlines, and plan rewards for completing tasks. Thanks again for listening to the Tillage Podcast. It brings me so much joy knowing that you spent your very precious time with me here today. If you want more, head on over to thetillagepodcast.com for today's show notes. And I'll be back next week with another episode.